Lord, we thank Thee. Thou hast gathered us together here. Thou art willing to reveal Thy heart's desire to us. And because from everlasting to everlasting, Thy heart's desire is precious. And you have drawn us and kept us in your will. Lord, we must confess in thy presence. And we are those who are foolish. By nature, we can only touch the earthly matters. We are not able to follow on to a heavenly arrangement. But we praise and thank you, Lord. And thou have done a great work. Not only have you saved us, but you have placed us in this position, and that is what is in your original will. That through the Holy Spirit you would place even your own life within us. So that we who were not qualified now have you have qualified us to pursue and understand thy will. Therefore, as we come into thy presence, we do look to thy mercy. Because you have placed such a great spiritual mission before us. Lord, more and more we see our own unworthiness. But you have counted us worthy and we bow our head and worship thee. Let us not only see that it is because of you we are counted worthy, but it is also because of you we are able to live out such worthiness. We bow our head and worship thee. This afternoon as we fellowship into thy word, Lord, may you personally speak to us through the Holy Spirit. Not only would our ears hear man speaking, but within we'll continue to follow the flow of the Holy Spirit to listen. Lord, we look to thee. Lord, once again we say, honor, glorify your own name. Draw us to follow after thee without any reservation. That you may gain all the honor, glory, and authority. We look to thee and pray in the Lord Jesus Christ's name. Let us first turn to Bible passages. Let us first turn to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll begin reading with verse 8. Starting with verse 8. 
都是照他自己所预定的美意，叫我们知道他旨意的奥秘，要照所安排的，在日期满足的时候，使天上地上一切所有的都在基督里面同归于一。Beginning with Ephesians chapter one verse eight, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him. 叫他的荣耀从我们这首先在哦，对不起，呃，从十一节接上来，我们也在他里面是。得了基业，这原是那位随己意行着万事的，照着他旨意所预定的，叫他的荣耀从我们这首先在基督里有盼望的人可以得着称赞。Continuing with verse eleven, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. That we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ. Ah,、uh, 然后我们从十九节再开始 And then we'll continue reading from verse nineteen. 呃，本来是该多念一点，但是我们省一点时间，从十九节开始 We ought to read more, but for the sake of time, we'll jump to verse nineteen. 呃，并知道他向我们这信的人所所显的能力是何等好大。就是照他在基督身上所运行的大能大力，使他从死里复活，叫他在天上坐在自己的右边，远超过远超过一切执政的、掌权的、有能的、主治的和一切有名的，不但是全啊、呃、今世的，连来世的也都超过了。The exceeding greatness of His power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him in, at His own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come. 又将万有伏在他的脚下，使他为教会做万有之首。教会是他的身体。And have put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. 然后请弟兄姊妹再翻到第四章。And brothers and sisters will turn over to chapter four. 啊，我们从十一节开始看一小段。啊 ，We'll begin reading from verse eleven, a small passage. 第四章。十一节开始 ，Chapter Four, beginning with verse eleven. 他所赐的有使徒，有先知，有传福音的，有牧师和教师，为要成全圣徒，革尽其职，建立基督的身体，只等到我们众人在真道上同归于一，认识神的儿子，得以长大成人，满有基督长成的身量。呃，够了。And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, 
till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, we thank the Lord for giving us this opportunity. Uh, brothers and sisters, we all know what the theme of this conference is. Uh, According to the arrangement of the brothers, I have uh, this responsibility to share with brothers and sisters to share on the testimony of uh, the uh, in the New Testament. Uh, we thank our Lord uh, because He has placed us under this new covenant. And that we would be able to personally experience how God will manifest His work in the new covenant. Now, I believe brothers and sisters still remember. In Acts chapter 1, it is mentioned to us of a matter that is very clear. That is when the Lord ascended and ascended back to heaven. The Lord made this proclamation which was very clear. Uh, he said that he will send the Holy Spirit. Uh, that the Holy Spirit will abide in each one of us who believe in the Lord. What is the Holy Spirit to do? We thank God. Our Lord also tells us of this fact. Uh, so that we in Jerusalem, in Judea, in, Judea, in all the earth, land, Samaria, in Samaria, until the ends of the world. What are we to do? That we are to be His witnesses. And we praise and thank our Lord. And the Lord has made an arrangement there. And this arrangement is not merely for us to receive grace. But this grace is also clearly placed there for us to be sent. And we are sent for this purpose. Our Lord has made it very clear. We are not merely to count of all the blessings we have received. Of course, according to how we feel, we often would love to count His blessings. But brothers and sisters, when you see the commission of the Lord, you see the purpose is very clear. The purpose is not merely to count how much of grace and mercy He has given to us. But 
But it is for us to be his witnesses, to make known his testimony, to declare his testimony. Very long time ago, when I read these words, there was a deep impression in my heart. And the Lord is to call us to be his testimony. Now, what does it mean to be his testimony? This indeed is a great thing. Our brothers have already shared with us in the previous meetings. Uh, even though it was a long period of time that has passed. Uh, if we speak of the Old Covenant from our time today, it has been a couple of thousand of years. And even for us in the New Covenant now, it has been 2,000 years. If we are to look forward, even though the Lord shows us many very clear signs that His return is near. Yet in reality, we see we still have some ground ahead of us. Now, throughout this long period of time, what is it that God is doing? In such a long period of time, all the work of God hasn't ever changed. If it has changed, then we can pretty much say that is not important. But if the work of God has never changed, then, brothers and sisters, within us, we ought to have this very normal response. That is, the work that God is planning to do is extremely great. It cannot be changed. It must be finished. Now then, we are placed in the midst of this work of God, His testimony. Then, in fact, what is this testimony? We thank our Lord. Our brother's sharings have already begun for us. If we look at the order of the work of the Lord, let us look at this matter in more close detail. For me personally, uh, I cannot forget one thing. Uh, when I recount this, this has been a few decades. Uh, in those days, I was still in China. Uh, and of course, the difficulty of the church during those times, I have somewhat tasted a bit. At that time, I was still a student in school. And those in my situation to follow the Lord, what to me it felt like what meaning was there? 
重的一个冲击。Now that was a very deep impact. 但是感谢神。But I thank God. 那是借助一些年长的弟兄给我们一些的安慰。Now that is through some comfort from older brethren. 他把我们带到一个事实里。Now they have brought us into a fact. 什么事实呢 ？What is that fact? 神永远的旨意。And that is that glorious eternal will of God.、啊、那时候弟兄所说出来的话，虽然是非常的简单。Even though the words that were shared by the brethren were very simple. 他说现在人都热衷在那里。呃，做这个做那个，要把整个的社会改变过来。The brethren share that man is very serious to change this and change that in the society today. 而我们如果仍然在那里跟随主的话 ，But if we are still yet to follow the Lord， 一面我们好像看见没有路走。On the one hand, it seems like if there is no future ahead of us， 同时也觉得没有前途。And we also feel there is no path before us. If that's the case, are we still willing to follow the Lord? We thank our God. The brethren shared and gave us a very clear picture. That is the. People of this world are very serious for the worldly matters. But the earthly things, no matter how serious, cannot change. 天上所定规的一切。But regardless of how the worldly things move ahead, it cannot change the heavenly matters. 他给当年我们年轻的弟兄姊妹们是这样说：我们现在的跟随，乃是跟随神的心意，要把神的国度带进来。In those days, the brethren share with us. Today, we follow after the Lord's desire, and that is to bring in the Lord's kingdom. 弟兄姊妹们，我们实在感谢我们的神。Brothers and sisters, indeed, we thank our God. 在那一个时候，把我们的眼光打开了。In those days, it has opened our eyes. 让我们真正是看见跟随主的那一个正确的方向。It has truly shown us the accurate path in following after the Lord. 那这次弟兄们让我来和弟兄姊妹交通这一方面的事的时候。Uh, this time, as the brothers have arranged for me to share in this area with brethren. 很自然就让我想起当年的事。It has very naturally caused me to recount those prior years. 当然也很自然的也想到现在的事。It also naturally caused me to think of the present. 那现在我们所面对的那个环境和当年我们所面对的环境在性质上讲是完全不一样。Yeah, in nature, what we encounter today and what I've encountered in years past are completely different. 但是我们在那些环境当中所接触到的那一个。引诱、试探，甚至是诱惑，是完全一个样的。Uh, yet all the things we encounter amidst the different conditions, the temptations, the trials, they are all the same. 啊，那个目的只有一个。There is only one purpose. 要叫我们离开神的儿子，我们的主耶稣基督。That is to draw us away from the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. 啊，让我们整个的生活。不是看朝朝着我们的主来行走。So that our entire life would not be going in the direction of our Lord. 叫我们这所有的追求不停留在主心意里面所有的安排。That it would cause all our pursuit not to remain in the pleasure of our Lord's desire. 但是感谢赞美我们的主。But we praise and thank our Lord. 眼见的环境虽然是这样 ，Even though the visible condition is this way， 但是神却是在恩典里边，在全地各处都兴起一点一点一点的神的儿女。Yet in grace, all around the world, God has raised up for Himself children here and there。他们仍然乐意
His children are still willing, able, and able to follow on to his desire and his guidance. Now, when we encounter such an issue, we must ask then. The question is, in fact, what is the eternal will of God? Throughout such a long period of time, God did not change His will. What is that purpose? Of course, we confess if God did not tell us in many of those things, we cannot guess. But what God desires for us to know, He did not withhold from us. Then let us pay attention to the spoken word of God. Now, even though my responsibility at this time is only in the new covenant, but brothers and sisters, but if the Lord's Spirit calls us to be alert, then we must acknowledge. What that what God wants to complete during this new covenant? We can put it this way: it is the most important and crucial point of His work. Or we can put it this way: if we were to say upon the eternal will of God, if during this period, during the new covenant, if the work of God is not successful, then there is no hope for the completion of the eternal will of God. In other words, if what God desires to do is completed in this period, of course, with God there is nothing that is impossible. But in order for us to understand the seriousness or how solemn this period of time is, we must take note and pay attention to the arrangement of God in this way. Now, in the arrangement of God, for this dispensation, or in this period of time as God is leading us, it is the most crucial time in the completion of God's eternal will. When we just read Ephesians chapter 1, Brothers and sisters, you can see very clearly. When we make mention of the eternal will of God, we must see that God's eternal will is not just a 
We must be able to see that the eternal will of God is not just an empty thought. God puts it very clearly. In His eternal will, He is to complete this one thing. What matter is that? That is, all things will be gathered together and summed up as one in Christ. And brothers and sisters, take note of that verse. If we look at just the boundary of that, that is all things. That is all things that exist. There is no exception at all. This speaks of the broadness of this matter. If we look at the purpose of that, we can see even more clearly. In the fullness of the dispensation of time, that all things are to be gathered together and summed up as one in Christ. I believe that brothers and sisters take note of the earthly matters these few days. You'll discover in these last couple of days this great thing has happened. What matter is that? And that is the eclipse. And when there's this solar eclipse, it seems like it, it has surprised everyone in this world. And if you want to see this full solar eclipse, you have to go to the continent of Asia. So many would flock there. And China. And Taiwan. And in that region, you would want to see this solar eclipse. Now, brothers and sisters, when you do see this solar eclipse, oh, how do you feel? We don't know how others might feel. Uh, but when you summarize, there are these two thoughts. Uh, one thought would be, oh, how great this phenomenon is, this uh, view is, is so great and magnificent, it proves to us that there is no God. Uh, yet, on another thought, uh, when others see this matter, not only do they see this phenomenon, they're able to see the reason for such a phenomenon. Uh, therefore, in their thoughts, they have this very high desire. From that visible phenomenon, they're able to see the great God behind this. But unfortunately, few are those who are able to, from these visible matter, to see the reason behind such things. Now, why do I share this matter with you? I especially wanted brothers and sisters to pay attention to the passage you have read. The first we just read in this dispensation of the fullness of time, God is to gather together all things and sum them up as one in Christ. That tells us first 
that there are not many of all these things in Christ. Secondly, they are not summed up together as one. That is what we see in the phenomenon. But we thank our God in his own words, God has revealed to us a very great arrangement. Uh, now, nothing is in harmony. There is no harmony between men. There is no harmony between men and the other matters. And even in matters, between matters, there is no harmony. God also tells us what is the reason for no, having no harmony. But God is to deal with that issue, The purpose is in order that all things can be gathered together and summed up as one. Uh, brothers and sisters, when we encounter these words of God, sometimes we just cannot understand this. You question, how is this happening? Is there a way for this to become reality? Uh, we can think in this way. But to his own word, God often tells us uh, that God's zeal will complete this work. Uh, we praise and thank our God. Now, here's the issue. How is God to do this? In this great thing, in the confusion there is that exists today, how is God to bring this back to himself without any, uh, any uh, obstacle? Now let us take a look and see how God is to perform this. We thank God. Last night we saw. Our brother pointed out to us many of the words which God spoke and many of the things which he did. But in all those words and all those things that God did, it is pointing to one thing that God is to do. Then we must ask, why is it that God must do that thing? If God did not do that, would God still continue to need to do so many things and speak so many words? Indeed, that is a great thing. Now God spoke much words and did much things in the Old Testament and he spoke much words and he has also especially chosen this race, Israel and has given this a holy priesthood to them so that they would draw all nations back before God. Uh, yet, the Israelites were not able to follow on. Therefore, this exists for us today who live in the New Testament, in the New Covenant for us. Today is a crucial time. I oftentimes ask brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, what is the name of your Bible? They say it is the Bible. 
It is the Bible, of But there's also this term. What is this term? Then some brothers and sisters understand. They said the Old Testament or the New Testament. Then I asked, What then is the Old Testament and what is the New Testament? And then they say, uh, before the Lord Jesus came, that is the Old Testament. And after the Lord Jesus came, that is the New Testament. And so today we live in this New Testament, New Testament. But that is where the issue is. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it's two different covenants. Now, if these two covenants have nothing to do with each other, uh, then regardless if it's old or new. But what we face today in the old covenant or the new covenant, uh, we cannot separate them. Or we can put it in this way. Without the old covenant, we cannot see the new covenant. If we see the new covenant, then we cannot forsake the old one. Now, you question why. Then, brothers and sisters, we must return back to Ephesians, what it points out for us. What does that tell us? That God has this arrangement. God has this plan. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, He is to gather together all things and sum them up as one in Christ. Now, what does this mean in the fullness of time? What is this basis for this fullness of time? We thank our God. Then God continues to tell us. It is for those who first trusted in Christ to be the praise of His glory. And then that is the fullness of time. Brothers and sisters, if we understand the Word of God in this way, very clearly we are able to see for us who live in this new covenant, how we are able to follow on in this testimony of God. We, God has to tell us this very clearly. I believe there are many younger brothers and sisters in our midst in this conference. I want to spend a little bit more time to clarify this somewhat. If we're to understand about this matter, we cannot neglect the purpose of God in His creation of man. Brothers and sisters, there are many today, especially the unbelievers, who do not believe in the creation of God. 
Even for believers, it may not be that we would understand the purpose of God's creation. Therefore, we cannot be careless upon this point. Because this connects us to the theme of God's testimony. Now, very clearly from Genesis chapter 1, we can see very clearly God's proclamation for His creation of man. Of course, before the creation, God has told us some things that happened, even though without details. But we're able to see the result of the things that happened before the creation that was recorded for us. Now then, in God's creation, His purpose was exactly focused on the result of that, uh, those things that happened before the creation. What did God say at that time? He said, I will create man. Now, how is this man to be? The first thing is that he was created in God's own image. The second matter is that will also delegate his authority to man. Brothers and sisters, we see this very clearly when we read Genesis chapter 1. One is God's own image. Second is God's authority. In other words, I won't go into too much detail, but I just pointed out so that brothers and sisters will not be careless about it. When is it that we see this too fast? Then we see God's purpose of man One is to manifest God himself. Secondary is for his authority to be executed without any hindrance. Then we might ask perhaps, who has the authority to deal with this arrangement of God? Now that answer is very easy. And that is Satan who has fallen. For the very purpose of God's creation is to deal with Satan and his fallen and all that the result of his Satan being fallen. Therefore, brothers and sisters, you see one thing. There is an obstacle in this matter. Where does this obstacle come from? It is from Satan. And Satan has disrupted God's plan. Man has fallen. There is no way for man. This Will the will of God still be executed? We thank our God. Such disruption from Satan does not end God's plan. Therefore, we're able to see God's proclamation in those days. Now, brother also mentioned that last night. I, I mentioned it again. And we can see how God deals with man's law. He said that the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head. 
And from all the words of God there, we take note of one thing. That God is to bring the fallen man back to his original purpose. Therefore, we are able to see that God has sent his own son to complete the salvation. But in order for man to receive this salvation from God, Brothers and sisters, we can pay attention to that from our own experience. That is when we first heard of salvation. Are we very joyful and willing to receive the salvation plan of God? Perhaps some of us may be in that situation. But also very rare and few. Perhaps most of us would struggle, struggle, and yet struggle until we submit under the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. God says we are all sinners. We say, why are we sinners? God says we will have eternal damnation. And we say that once I die, and that's the end of it all. There are so many reasons that will hinder us. But we thank our God. He has proclaimed that the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head. God has did this and to take the skin of an animal to cover our nakedness, our shame. Of course, this is a type. Last night, our brother already shared that we must see the purpose of God's words. That was with the sacrifice of an animal with the shedding of blood to cover our shame, our nakedness. This all points to the fact that one day the Son of God will come. Then, brothers and sisters, we must ask a question. God has did so much things. For what? Brothers and sisters, I will ask a very simple question. Why is it that you would want to believe in the Lord? Each one of us have experienced that stage. Uh, when God exposes our sin to us, we can only say we must believe in the Lord. It is finished if we do not believe in Him. So I believe in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the purpose of my question it is for us not to only see this aspect of it. If we only see this aspect of it, then we do not realize the purpose of God using His own Son for the salvation plan. Is it merely for us, each one of us, one by one, that we all believe in Jesus, then we will not perish? 
Now, but I confess that none of us uh, would think of the fact that one day I would not lie in the grave. Uh, if that's the case, what is the purpose of God's salvation? We thank our Lord. When God shows us even more clearly, then we realize the fact that we receive his salvation, the fact that we are not we are not condemned any longer is only the beginning of his salvation. Gradually, God will show us, we will begin to see the purpose of His salvation is very high, very great, and very meaningful. Why? That is because the grace of God's salvation is a manifestation of the restoration of His testimony. The manifestation of this restoration work. We can say that as God has brought us back to the original purpose of His creation of man. It is not merely for us to see now I will not perish but have everlasting life. I have At the beginning, we are all in this way. But gradually, as we have desire for God and we are willing to pursue, very clearly you will see God has brought you to a point that God has restored me to the original purpose of His creation. Therefore, brothers and sisters, when we see this arrangement of God, now, when we return and go back and look again at the words of Ephesians chapter 1, when we see this fact that all things shall be gathered up as one in Christ, that is based on the foundation of those who first trusted in Christ that we are to be the praise of His glory. Brothers and sisters, what do you see there? This tells us what I just mentioned. If God is to do this matter and it is not complete, uh, then the original purpose of God's creation of man would not have been restored. If in order for God's purpose to be restored, to be successful, then what is the condition of all the world and also in all things? Brothers and sisters, absolutely you will not see that condition to be the same as the condition today. What condition will you see at that time? 
If we use the words in Romans chapter 8, there are these words in Romans chapter 8 that are closely related to these words here. What does it say there? It says that all creation groans and travail. Why are they sighing there, groaning? That is because they're in suffering. Now, brothers and sisters, there it says all things, not only referring to man. But that all things are there suffering and in travail groaning. But they have this longing. What is it that they are longing for? That they are waiting for the sons of God to be made known. Now what happens when the sons of God are revealed? What result would that bring forth? We praise and thank our Lord. When it says that the sons of God are revealed, that has to do with the completion of our testimony today. What is the fact that it's referring to when it says the sons of God are revealed? From the text of that passage, you can clearly see it. Uh, that speaks of the fact for us who are in Christ. Now we are mature. Uh, we are grown. In the words of Ephesians, that we are the ones to the praise of God's glory. At that point, the sons of God are manifest. And what happens when the sons of God are revealed? Then God's glory is revealed. Now what happens when the glory of God is revealed? Not only is there complete freedom and liberty for the sons of God, but at the same time, all things also receive that liberty. Now when we recount and ask, in order for this to be completed, where is the key? Again, it brings us back to the words in Ephesians. In Ephesians, it tells us for us who first trusted in Christ. In Romans, it's referred to the sons of God. Brothers and sisters, you can see these two things are connected. Now when the sons of God are revealed, that means all the redeemed of the Lord are Full grown can manifest his glory without any hindrance. Uh, what condition is that? That is the fullness of time. Brothers and sisters, how many times we encounter brothers and sisters asking such a question? He's, uh, they ask that God is all knowing. 
he ought to know that the Israelites would not be able to follow the root of our fall is that man would want to come ahead. I won't go through the details. But in practical, in reality, that is man wants to come forth. And we want to be like God. Because when we are like God, we can see many things. And we can be our own master. And we can do all things and make all the arrangements according to our own desires. That is the situation with Adam. And for us as sons of Adam, that is the condition which we live out. Brothers and sisters, you want to turn this condition around. It is very difficult. 我想弟兄姊妹們在這些年間常常都會有,特別是在北美,你常常經過一些這樣的光景。I believe brothers and sisters, especially for us who are in Northern America, we might have this condition. 工作的好好的。We are doing well in our world.突然來一個經濟風暴。And then there is this economy downfall.現在就不叫經濟風暴了,現在就經濟海嘯了。And so it's not only an economic crisis, it's an economic tsunami. And so it comes in waves. And so it greatly affects our work. And so all different situations arise. Brothers and sisters, you can consider one thing. If all things happen so you can be exalted, will you be joyful or weeping? You will not be in sorrow. 但是如果发现那个情况是，不说你把恩人呃把把你的工作丢掉。But uh, if all these things happen, not that you lost your job，啊，你只是在把在你的工作上面有了调整，在人眼中看来你降级了。啊，you uh, may just have an adjustment in your job, and perhaps in man's view that you have been lowered。弟兄姊妹，你碰到这样的光景，你喜乐得来吗？Brothers and sisters, in just such a condition, can you be joyful？但是我们的天然，我们没有办法。in our nature, we cannot. I won't go too far. But through such examples, it shows us our own nature. That's in the Old Testament, when God led the Israelites, God told the Israelites that you are a royal priesthood and you have a spiritual mission that you must live well before God. At the same time, you are to draw all nations to God. Now, how do you know if you are living well or not? God will give you the law. And when God gave them the law, uh, they have this foundation. And now they have 
如果我照着这个方向来活，我在神面前就活得对。Now if I live according to this direction, then I live well before God. 如果我不按照这个方向来跟上的话，那我就活得不对。If I do not live in this direction, then I've lived wrong. 但是结果呢？But the result. 以色列人没有跟上。The Israelites did not follow on. 那就是他们没有办法来按照神的那个定义。that is not according to God's desire, they cannot follow on. You say that God is all-knowing. So then we might question, why did God waste so much time? Brothers and sisters, our God does not waste his time. God knows how foolish in nature man is. But it is through such a long period of time, through such a reality, He exposes man's nature so that we are able to see. If you want to rely on yourself, you have no path. So you must turn and look upon the salvation God has prepared. Brothers and sisters, when God gave Moses the law, God said these words to Moses. They are very, very important. In the New Testament, the words are used many times. And perhaps, brothers and sisters, who have read those words, who have not put it in heart. So may God put those words in our hearts today. So that we would see. That God does all things in order and in stages. God does not waste his time. What words did God say to Moses? That is in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Through Moses, God declared to the Israelites that in your midst I will raise up a brethren like you. If there is any that would not obey him, that that person will be cut off from the people. Brothers and sisters, when we read this verse, we only look at it from the surface. That is that God gave the law to man. That if man followed according to the law, then man would be remembered by God. But brothers and sisters, if you take note of the words of God to Israel, what did God's words say? I will raise up a brethren in your midst like Moses. And when he is made known, you must obey him. If not, then he shall be cut off from the people. I believe, brothers and sisters, if you make this comparison, you'll know what this word means. Then you understand why these words repeated in the New Testament. That comparison is very easy for us to understand. That means now there is someone according to the law of God. He has fulfilled every one of it. 
律法我从小到大我都遵守过来 yeah, can say as Paul I have kept the law from youth也可以像那个年轻的官我全都遵守过来 yeah, can say like that young rich ruler I've kept it all from my youth那如果真的也真有这样的一个人 if there is such an individual现在在那个地中征战所显明的那个人出来了now this one amongst the brethren has been made known他在那里说话and there he is speaking。when we read the four Gospels, the Gospel of John, we can clearly see this. Uh, by the law, the Israelites live well. But there's one thing that they are wrong. Uh, they feel the word spoken by the Lord was not as authoritative as the law. And so now this issue arises. If man is this way, yet he has fulfilled all the law. But when the Lord is speaking, they do not obey him. Brothers and sisters, you uh, can that person that does not obey live? Can that person amongst the people of God continue to live? Brothers and sisters, clearly you can see that result. He cannot live. Because he did not obey that one. Brothers and sisters, pay attention to the purpose of God's word there. This shows us very clearly. God has used the law to expose the weakness, the lacking of the Israelites. And then brings man into the presence of his son. And even though at that time God's son has not come yet. But God has already placed this principle long ago amongst the Israelites. Now, for the Jews in the four gospel period, they are falling into that foolishness. Even for the experience of us Gentiles who, have, who are in salvation have gone through that path. But we thank our Lord. Long ago, God has pointed out to us the word of this one is even greater than the word of the law. In the Lord's own word, He did not break the law. But He has fulfilled the law. You cannot fulfill the law. So you fall under the condemnation of the law. But our Lord is able to fulfill the law. Therefore, what He is able to manifest is even greater requirement than the law. We praise and thank our Lord. So when we understand such a matter, and we recount the salvation 
salvation which God has prepared What is the purpose of this salvation? It is not to bring us back under the But it's to bring us into God's grace so that we can be at liberty and be revived and restored. Not only is the person restored, God is to restore us and continue to work in us so that we are not only amongst men this restoration is brought forth but also eventually in all things. We thank our God. Now I've spent much time with brothers and sisters to see the history of this matter. Now we have to come back to the New Testament in the completion of this. There it tells us in the fullness of the dispensation of time, God is to gather all things and sum them up as one in Christ. God has brought us from the law into grace. God has brought us from the damnation into freedom. God has also brought us to our wretchedness also into His abundance. Now, what is the purpose of God's work? The purpose of God's work is so that His original purpose for our creation can be restored upon us. What is the purpose of this restoration upon us? So that will bring forth all things gathered together as one in Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, now let us know in this matter, it is very, very important. I have already mentioned if this matter of God is not successful, then God's plan cannot move forward. If God's plan was fulfilled, then this point must be complete. Now I'll simply mention this with brothers and sisters. Now we all believe in the Lord. It seems as in the recent years, God has used many things earthly and in the heavens to draw us to take note of the Lord's return is near. We thank God. Indeed, through these things, God will cause us to be alert. Will it be that the Lord will return quickly even tonight? We dare not say. But we all realize that one day we will all stand before the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, I will ask yet another question. Why you must believe in the Lord? It's still the same question. 
你说我要得救啊。You say I want to be saved。当然我们是需要得救。Of course we need to be saved。教会在各样的服饰上面在得救的这一件事情一点都不放松的。That in all service in all matters of the church this matter of our being saved we cannot be lax。但是弟兄姊妹你必须要看到一件事。But brothers and sisters you must be able to see one thing。对得救的事情不放松不等于得救是我们在神面前承受恩典的结果。but just because we're very strict on this point of being saved, that does not mean that it's the sole purpose of our salvation. We must see. We must realize our being saved is only the beginning of our entrance into the abundant grace of God. In this starting point, that will continue to lead us forward until one day that His will can be manifested in us without any hindrance. God's glory is to be manifested. Upon whom can His glory be manifested? God's glory can be manifested from individuals such as us. Brothers and sisters, we were brought to this point before God. Then God's salvation and His restoration upon us is complete. But brothers and sisters, so we recount,能不能,现在就让神说,某某人啊,你真是能让我从你身上发表我的荣耀。Are we to be able to be said of God, so and so, indeed my glory can be seen in you?很惭愧,very even for myself before God, I dare not say those words. I can only say before God, God, I hope it can be the case. But I'm not there today. Brothers and sisters, even though that is our reality, but the work of God upon us, He surely will bring us to that condition. Therefore, as we continue forward, yes, we are in the salvation of God. In God's Salvation, we have been created as the body of Christ. Now, as God has created us in this organism as the body of Christ, now we are a body. What else is there to be said? There's still yet much more words to be said about that. Now, brothers and sisters, pay special attention. When we read Ephesians, when you read chapter 1 and you continue on, you'll read to this point. Uh, you can see that God touches through the Holy Spirit that eternal will and the um, will of God's mystery. And therefore, this very great prayer of His is uttered forth. Uh, these words are not too many. 
But the content and the details of such a prayer is so great. Today we don't have the time to look through all of Paul's prayer. But I will merely point out one point of God's prayer. Brothers and sisters, do not misunderstand. Do not think this is the only point and the most important point. All of Paul's prayer is very important. I highlight this point is because this point is a point that we cannot neglect. Brothers and sisters, you remember I asked you two questions. In fact, they're all the same one question. Why do you believe in the Lord? What is the purpose in your faith in the Lord? That's the same question. If we do not go back to the Word of God, we will not realize the purpose of our believing in We believe that our faith in Him will solve our qualification to meet Him one day. But we thank God. God personally tells us. He has called us, He has chosen us, and His purpose. Of course, we have our own purpose. But God tells us He has His purpose. Regardless of what our original purpose is, but God will complete His purpose in us. Then you question, what is this purpose all about? Brothers and sisters, if the Spirit of God will open our eyes, we just cannot believe this. Is this the great thing that God is to do? But that is so plain in the Word of God to us. And this Word tells us of God's desire. What does the Word of God tell us? In Paul's prayer, he mentions this is some of our understanding we ought to have. It is true understanding. It is not only head knowledge, but to have a correct understanding. Not only in doctrine, but also in our experience we can taste this. What matter is that? I won't go what I've mentioned before. But I will highlight this point this afternoon. That Paul prays that God will grant us the Holy Spirit. So that we would come to know God and what He is to do. What is it that God is to do? Uh, there it mentioned this one point. What point is that? That is for us to, who believe in Him to know what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. Brothers and sisters, when we read the scriptures and we read the uh, perhaps we might have some thoughts. 
but I'm sure this thought would not be too deep. But when the Holy Spirit sheds even more light within us, where we're able to realize then how solemn these words here are. How solemn are they? Brothers and sisters, pay attention. In the words it tells us, that we may know and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according who believe. Then brothers and sisters, you must understand this. These words are not to others. It is spoken to us. Who are we? We are those who believe. Brothers and sisters, if you pay attention, the Lord is speaking these words to those who believe. For those who believe, what is the purpose of these words? You say the purpose is very simple. But you say it's complicated. Yes, it's very complicated. It is not complicated in the truth. It is complex in the experience of this. We won't go too far on that. But here, so those who believe may know what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us. How great is that power? The Lord tells us then, this power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places, so that he have gained all the authority. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the world that is to come. And everything is included in this. Brothers and sisters, pay close attention to this matter. I won't go into practically this matter. Because we don't have enough time in this meeting to go into the practical matters. But brothers and sisters, if you're able to grasp the reality of the Lord's words here and the condition it tells us, then as some brothers explain, uh, have shared with us, we have to jump and leap for joy to worship and praise God for it. Because what does it tell us here? In simple words, God is to make the experience of Christ to be our own experience. Brothers pay attention to this point. This is the experience of Christ to be our experience. Pay attention to the words here. Is that what is telling you? 
那一个显在我们身上的能力是何等的浩大。So that we may know the exceeding greatness of the power he has towards us. 怎么浩大房? How great is his power?就像显在基督的那一个能力是一样。This is the same power that was brought in Christ.就带有这样的一些结局。And it tells us of this result.我们感谢赞美我们的神。We praise and thank our God.弟兄姊妹,现在你就看到了。Brothers and sisters, now you see.那为什么刚才我特别问的弟兄姊妹们? That is the reason why I ask you, why do you believe in the Lord? May it be that the Lord would deliver us from our first inclination when we believed in Him. That He will lead us into the reality of the grace that He has for us in His salvation. That God is to bring about in us the same experience He has brought about in His own Son. Brothers and sisters, think about this. Who are we? By what can we receive such great blessing from God? Yet in our thoughts, it is great enough if we are not condemned for our sin. Now God says, God is to bring the same experience that is wrought in Christ to be our own. Brothers and sisters, this is something we dare not even think. If we go to chapter 2, you can see the detail that records for us the experience of Christ. That we have been quickened together with Him. That we have been raised together with Him. That we have been seated together with Him in the heavenly places. Brothers and sisters, when we're able to understand these then we know how great that calling of God is upon us. Now, if we look at from Ephesians chapter 1, you can see very clearly, whatever Christ experienced, that is also going to be our same experience. What is the result of the experience of Christ? That is also our experience. And besides the point that we will not be God, all that Christ is will become ours. Brothers and sisters, if you do not believe that, read some more of these words again. When you read again, and you will see this is the result. And when we see this result, it does not end there. Now you say that is enough, we cannot follow on as it is. But we thank our Lord. When we grab so closely to the Word of God, very clearly we can see not only is the experience of Christ to be our experience, that he was raised from the dead. We are also raised from the dead. When Christ is seated at the right hand of God, we are seated at the right hand together with Christ. Now, when Christ is the King of the kingdom. According to the arrangement of salvation, we ought to reign with Him in the kingdom. If we completely receive the experience of Christ to be our own, then brothers and sisters, you realize one thing. 
All the glory and riches of Christ will have become ours. Indeed, we praise and thank our Lord. But I've said, the word of God does not end there. The word of God continues to tell us. What does it tell us? At the end of Ephesians chapter 1, that the church has become the body of Christ. Now we will leave these words for tomorrow. We'll share them tomorrow. <laughs> but more importantly, that we have become his body, which is the fullness of him who fulfills all and in all. And brothers and sisters, how do we explain these words? First, you must understand who is the one who fills all. Very clearly, you understand that is God Himself. In the experience of Christ, we are brought to this point. That all the fullness of God will become our fullness. Brothers and sisters, this is not merely a proclamation. If we have time to read chapter 3, the second prayer of Paul, and then we're able to see how God is to bring us into the completion of this glorious fullness. We praise and thank our Lord. Indeed, we see that God, through His Son, has brought the eternal salvation of His to a foundation where it will be complete. And then God has brought us who have been redeemed and placed us in Christ. And then through the working of the Holy Spirit, He adds bit by bit, one by one, the experience of Christ onto us as our own. Then, one by one, bit by bit, of our own experience that has nothing to do with Christ, He will remove for us. Until one day, then we will fulfill the requirement of His that we are first who have trusted in Christ. So it will be to the praise of God's glory. The eternal will of God then would have a channel out upon us. We praise and thank our Lord. Here, when we reflect from our not knowing the Lord until we know the Lord, it is not merely so simple as our being saved. But we have all been brought into the glorious will of God. 
Then God, according to His own glorious arrangement, will bring us into the completion of His eternal will. We praise and thank our God. May God, through His own spoken word, will enlighten our eyes within. Let us understand that we will realize we are not merely one who are receivers of grace. But we will be also a vessel to manifest His glory. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Lord, even though man's words stop here, but that you continue to speak to us. Lord, will you use your spoken word to speak to us once again today? That you will speak them until we are all enlightened. So that in these last days we will be able to follow on to your will according to your desire. We thank you, Lord. Because with thee there is no changing, and there is no shifting of shadows. That the zeal of the Lord shall perform it. And we give thee all the glory. Lord, may you use your glorious work to compel us to work it, walk in your desire and plea and delight. Lord, we look to you to lead us forward. We pray in the Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen.